Welcome to Psalm 80. Well, this psalm is attributed to Asaph, meaning the descendants of Asaph, famously referred by scholars as the later Asaph, for this psalm too speaks of a time which was unknown to the original Asaph. Once again in the psalm, the psalmist is lamenting over God's heavy hand over their lives and he prays for the restoration and illumination of God's people by shining on them his very light. In verses 1-3, to the psalmist says, Give ear, O God, the shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock, you who dwell between the cherubim, would you shine forth? Before Ephraim, Benjamin and Manasseh, stir up your strength and come and save us. Restore us, O God, and cause your face to shine, and we shall be saved. In verses 4 onwards, he says, O Lord God of hosts, how long will you be angry against the prayer of your people? You have really fed them with the bread of tears and given them tears to drink in great measure. You have made us a strife to our neighbors and our enemies laugh among themselves. Would you not restore us, O God of hosts, cause your face to shine forth and we then shall be saved. Now, as he makes this prayer to God to restore them, he uses two very interesting imagery or let's say two pictures of the nation of Israel. And if I may say, this imagery is very much applicable to us even today as New Testament believers. First, he uses the imagery of the flock. In verses 1, he says, Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock. You see, Israel was like a flock of sheep led by God. In Psalm 70 and 20, Asaph wrote, You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. In Psalm 78 and 52, Asaph wrote, You made your people go forth like sheep, and you guided them in the wilderness like a flock. In Psalm 100 and verse 3, it says, We are his sheep, the sheep of his pasture. And we read of the same imagery used of us, the people of God in the New Testament too. In John 10, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep knows me. I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of the sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and they shall be one flock and one shepherd. The second imagery that is used in the psalm is that of the wine. Verses 8 to 11, the psalmist writes, You have brought a wine out of Egypt. You have cast out the nations and planted it. You prepared room for it and caused it to take deep root and you filled the land as well. What does this mean? This wine refers to the people of Israel. The people of Israel who were transplanted from Egypt and brought into the promised land. In Canaan, God planted it, making room by casting out the Canaanite nations. And under God's blessings, they took deep root and filled the land in a way that the variety of Canaanite tribes had not. Again, the same imagery is used to us in the New Testament too. In John 15, Jesus says, I am the wine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you shall bear much fruit. Apart from me, you cannot do anything. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and it withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and they are burned. In Romans 11, Paul in fact reminds us that we should not be too proud or conceited because we were a wild olive grafted in among them, the covenant people, and thus became partakers with them of the rich root of the olive tree. But the psalmist here seems to be saying, Israel has indeed been a wayward sheep who did not follow the great shepherd. So instead of enjoying green pastures and still waters, they were enduring tears and the reproach of the enemy. The psalmist also is seemingly saying, yes, Israel was a fruitful vineyard until she turned from the Lord and began to worship the gods of the nations. You see, this very waywardness mentioned here can be so true of all of us and each of us because our nature is that of the sheep. 
Now it is very interesting that we are not compared to a tiger, a lion or an elephant but a naive animal such as the sheep. Very prone to wander and get lost, very prone to danger and deception as well. Remember, Jesus too wants us in John 15. He says, unless we remain in him, we cannot bear fruit. He also says he cuts off every branch in him that bears no fruit. He also prunes the branches so that it will be made even more fruitful. Well, what does it mean? We are prone to wander until we remain under the care of the shepherd and prone to be unfruitful unless we remain grafted to the vine. In other words, we cannot take our blessings for granted. We cannot take the blessings for granted. What does the psalmist tell us? He says the people of Israel took their blessings for granted. Can we? We really cannot take the blessings of God for granted. Lastly, in verses 17 to 18, the psalmist makes a prayer. He says, Let your hand be upon the man of your right hand, upon the son of man whom you made strong for yourself. Then we will not turn back from you, O Lord. Revive us and we will call upon your name. Restore us, O Lord, God of hosts. Cause your face to shine and we shall be saved. You know, this prayer was partially answered when some people returned to the land after captivity. But if I may say, it was fully answered in our Lord Jesus Christ. He took us from our bondage into the freedom that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. Of course, in the spiritual sense. Shall we pray today? Lord, you seek for us to be fruitful and you seek for us to be faithful as well. Faithful as the sheep of your flock and fruitful as the wine of your garden. And both are not possible unless I choose, unless I choose to remain under your care and your instruction. So would you help me, Lord, to remain grafted to you and to remain under your care so that your face continues to shine over me. And this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.